Hey guys, welcome to the Seven Figure Box Show. My name is Andrew Frezza, and today we're gonna to be talking about my very first business and what I learned from running that business. And I thought about this idea, I've been watching a lot of Gary Vaynerchuk videos recently, YouTube podcasts, and he's constantly talking about his first businesses that he had. And if you guys know Gary, you don't know Gary, uh, he had a couple businesses when he was younger. He started out actually picking flowers from his neighbor's yards and then trying to resell those flowers to them as like a bouquet of flowers. Um, he also had lemonade stands. He used to do baseball card shows where he would uh, buy and trade baseball cards. So it got me thinking about my entrepreneurial background. It got me thinking about what my early kind of business tendencies were. And I remembered my first business, or at least the first business that I can remember, uh, which I started back in middle school around probably 1998. So I'll give you guys a few seconds here, see if you can guess what my business was that I started as a 14 year old boy in middle school in 1998. All right, time's up. So the business that I started back in 1998 was a CD burning business where I was uh, basically making custom CDs for friends and friends of friends, and they would give me like a list of songs that they wanted on a CD. Sometimes that would be all they want on there. Sometimes they would ask me for recommendations or just have me add the newest, most popular songs to those CDs. Uh, but basically I was uh, burning CDs. I was downloading songs from Napster and LimeWire at the time, and I was putting those songs together into custom CDs for those friends and friends of friends. And I think I was charging $5 for those CDs. At most, I was charging $10. There might have been a few people towards the end that I charged $10 for, but I'm pretty sure I was charging most people $5 for those CDs. So to give you a little background on how this business kind of went is it started very organically. I never set out to create a business. Basically, I started to make CDs for myself. Um, friends of mine had heard the CDs that I was listening to for myself. They wanted those CDs for themselves. So I started making custom CDs for some of my really close friends. And then they started to tell some of their close friends and the word just kind of spread. So I went from making one to two CDs every week or two to eventually making one to two every single day um, to near the end of the run of this business, I was making four or five CDs in a given day or I was getting that many orders in a given day. And I vividly remember having like these folded up sheets of paper that people were handing me or friends were handing me of the list of songs for me to create and turn around in the next 24 to 48 hours. Um, and one of the experiences that really kind of put this business over the top for me and really burnt me out was I remember vividly having like five CDs that I was trying to make by the next day and my brother had a JV baseball game. He's two years older than me, so he was in high school. And he had a JV baseball game that I went with my family to go watch. And I remember spending the entire game, instead of watching him play, I was in the car doing homework so I could, when I got home after the game, work just on those five CDs and try to turn it around by the next day. That was a really uh, big turning point for me because I was so burnt out from this and it was becoming so stressful that shortly after that, I called it quits, I shut the business down, and I no longer uh, was burning CDs for anybody. Um, so one of the biggest lessons that I learned through this process was that you know, no one wins from martyring yourself 
for your business or for your customers. And I was trying to do all these things to please my customers and potential customers. And, you know, maybe I didn't even think about it, think of it as a business at the time, but really I was just trying to, you know, please the people around me. I wanted to be liked, I wanted to be accepted, and I was just trying to do the best I could to turn these CDs around for a low cost um, and do it in a high quality service. Um, and there's there's a uh, saying in business or a model in business, it's called the unattainable triangle. Okay, so on each end of a triangle, you have speed, you have quality, and you have price. And basically the theory is in, in business and with this model is that you can be an exceptional business and master two of those three. Okay, but it's nearly impossible to master all three of those three. And if you try to master all three of those three, typically what's gonna happen is you're actually going to set yourself up for failure and the business won't succeed, which is kind of what happened to me. So take an example like McDonald's. McDonald's clearly excels with speed. They have fast turnaround, you know, they have drive-through lanes. They excel with price and some of the cheapest, you know, burgers and fries that you can get out there. But no one would really argue that McDonald's isn't necessarily the absolute highest quality of burger and fries that you can get out there. You might really enjoy the taste of their product, but it's hard to argue that it's the highest quality product out there. You know, now one thing they do consistent, or one thing they do well as it relates to their product is they're very consistent. So even though it might not be the absolute highest quality product out there, they have speed, they have price, and they have consistency. So you can really count on their product being great anywhere that you go. Um, the same is true for like a company like Costco as an example. Costco has actually high quality products and they have it at a low price, but speed wise, it isn't really there. I've never really had a fast shopping experience at Costco. And actually you could even argue when it relates to quality with something like Costco is they have a high quality product, but they don't really have a high quality service. You know, they have a warehouse set up Everything's on pallets. They don't have nice displays. There's not a lot of money invested into the shopping experience. It's very much about low prices and quality products there. Um, so you get an idea of where this triangle kind of falls. Obviously, it's not a perfect triangle. There's things that kind of get added into the mix that affect it. But I think a lot of us are trying to do everything on that triangle really well. We're trying to get speed, we're trying to get price, we're trying to get quality, we're trying to pay our coaches well, we wanna have a nice facility and the best equipment, and it's really admirable that people want to do that. And I think that no business should necessarily settle just because they don't wanna be great. Like the reason we got into this thing is we should want to be great, but we also have to be realistic about what we can do well and set a clear expectation with our customers that we can over deliver on rather than trying to overset our expectations and then under deliver and leave our customers disappointed. And that's really where I got burnt out with this CD burning business is that I was actually uh, under delivering and under or over promising to my customers. And then I was left with a lot of upset people, even though I was working my ass off on my end to deliver that experience to them. And a lot of that just came from unrealistic expectations. So looking back at the business now, it probably would have been better for me to say something along the lines of, rather than uh, giving people the assumption that it would have been a 24 to 48 hour turnaround, I should have said, hey, it's a 10 day turnaround 
and that you know hopefully I can do it faster for you. So I should have set a, a amount of time that was more than realistic for me on my end that I could over deliver on. When it came to price, I really should have been charging you know, 20, 25, $30 or more. If you think about what it would cost to buy the individual singles of all these really good songs or to buy the different albums and then to try to piece together those songs, I was adding a layer of convenience. You know, now all your favorite songs are on a single CD. I could have invented the iPod with that, uh, that motto there, but all your favorite songs on your, on your single CD that you can carry with you anywhere you go. I mean, that's an amazing product and amazing service that you're delivering. And I was charging five, sometimes $10 for that. And when it came to quality, where I also missed the boat is I let people think that I was gonna be able to find every single song in perfect high quality formats. And what happened is some of you guys know that we're on Napster and LimeWire during those days is that some songs you found were exceptional quality and then other songs you found were extremely crappy. Some of them had like two minutes into the song, like an extremely loud noise, uh, like the most annoying sound in the world um, because a lot of these files were corrupted. So it was very unrealistic for me to expect that I was gonna get high quality songs for all these brand new songs that people were bringing to me. And what happened is I let a lot of people down. So this combination of undercharging for my service and feeling like I was leading, letting a lot of people down was what eventually made me quit that business. And this notion of trying to do everything perfect and then actually setting yourself up for failure is what I want you guys to internalize. If you as a CrossFit gym are trying to provide the best coaching, the most one-on-one -on -one attention in your classes, you're trying to provide the best facility and the best equipment. If you're trying to also provide the lowest prices, right? Maybe not the lowest compared to a Globo gym or you know uh, any type of online service, but low compared to what other group classes are charging and low compared to what you should be charging based on your costs that go into it. And in addition to that, you wanna compensate your employees really well you want to have great programming, you want to have great events, that all that stuff is admirable, but you have to be able to pick certain things that you're going to excel at and let other things go. And if you want to have the highest quality product and service, then the price has to match. And I think that's where a lot of gyms out there are missing the boat is that they're undercharging for this high level service. And that leads to you as the owner getting burnt out. And if you as the owner get burnt out, then no one wins, right? If you go out of business, none of your potential customers and current customers win with you no longer around. And luckily for me as a CD burning business in the late 90s, I was eventually replaced by other services like iTunes and iPods and all these great music streaming services that we have now. But you as a gym owner in this micro gym industry, if you go out of business and there's no longer people there or there's no longer a gym there in your market that can serve the people that are looking for, you know, really good high intensity workouts with good coaching, then that is no longer going to be around. And, and I find it hard to believe that technology is going to solve that issue. It's one of the reasons I'm so confident we're going to be around for a long time is because I don't think it's a simple technological advancement that's going to replace our gym. So while it's admirable to want to do everything in that unattainable triangle and to do it well, we have to pick our battles and we have to be able to make 
choices that are going to be best for the long-term aspect of the business because if the business wins long-term, if you as the entrepreneur wins long-term, then your customers win long-term. Hey guys, it's Andrew again. I just want to remind you that if you haven't yet downloaded our staff playbook that we released last week, if you're in the process of creating your own staff playbook or you haven't even considered it yet, um, or you just need to update your existing one, I would highly recommend downloading our staff playbook that we just released for free last week. It's an 80 plus page blueprint of how we run CrossFit Palm Beach from A to Z. So go ahead to sevenfigurebox.com slash staff playbook to download your copy today.